I'm excited. Can uh, you do the song? Or should I? I have oh, to do the song? I have to find the tambourine. It's the month of expe- uh What is it? Exper- what, what are, experimental. We're doing experimental. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, what, like tubular bells? Or like, what are we talking? I haven't actually been keeping track. Marimba, mostly. Mar- oh, okay. Okay. Is that experimental? It is, so, for, it is for us. It is for us, okay. Not for, you know. Not for marimba users. Not for marimba, traditional marimba. It's the month of experimental intros. <laughs> that was lovely. That was that was beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Hey. You're doing this one. When when this comes out the kids around you, the kids that surround you, hmm. will either be in school or be going back to school. Mm. Okay. Returning to school right now, which I'm sure everybody feels great about. It's not a source of anxiety. It's This is a happy a happy space. A very, a very happy space that everyone's experiencing right now. Now, see, some, would, some might say, some might say that I've talked about my... A fundamental Christian upbringing too much on this show. And to that, I would say maybe not enough. So let's talk yeah. about homeschool. Um, I, per- I personally was never homeschooled. In third grade, my dad told me that my brothers were going to be homeschooled and I could be homeschooled. I could stay home. And I looked at my dad and I said, no, I need the socialization. <laughs> and contextually, I want to add here, I was actively being bullied <laughs> um but you knew but you I, knew you were gonna you were gonna it was a, it was a hard knocks life I, you and know you what had, you had some lessons to learn so anyway that's the context with which i want to hand over to you this five-day language arts plan um from the abeka program abeka's uh Christian homeschooling curriculum. Okay. Is Becca a person or is this the company? No, it's A-B-E-K-A, a Becca. A Becca. Yes. N- not not multiple Beccas. Just the one Becca. Just okay. one. Just not just Becca, a. not Becca Christalopalopal. No. And her secret special curriculum for children who will grow up to be polit- politicians and what have you. No, a Becca. Okay. Just regular gotcha. old Christians. Okay. Okay. Because that's the pipeline, right? You go from homeschooling straight to Yale, straight to the Senate floor, where yeah. you hold the, up... the uh, skull and bones, yes. You, you go through the skull and bones, and the skull and bones are like, hey, here's how you use the filibuster to make sure people can't vote. And then you're like, okay, and now I know how to do that. And you go to the Senate floor, and you read from a dictionary to make sure nobody can vote, and that's how you do it. And that's yeah, and fucking... you cut just a little, little tiny piece of your tip of your dick off to keep Mitch McConnell alive. Right. So you um, give it to Satan. You feed little... it to Satan on a little tray and that keeps Mitch McConnell alive. Yes. To us, Mike and Ike's are just delicious little candy pellets, but to Satan, Mike and Ike's are the, the penis tips of Republicans. Yes. Is that's what that's what we're saying on this show right now. That's the We've never I'm taken making. this kind of bold stance before, but yeah. let's be clear. 
let's be absolutely clear, because there is no room for mincing words on this topic. Satan's Mike and Ikes are the dick tips of Republicans. Yes. Okay. Loves them. Uh-huh. Anyway, you have a bit, so let's do that. Um, yes. I did use to teach English ostensibly. So language five daily plans. This is perfect. Um, so, uh, lesson number one, subjects and predicates. Some of my favorites. Yeah. Some of my best friends are predicates. Preparation. One, materials. So the materials you're going to bring. Okay, great. God's gift of language. Pages two to three. Okay. So that's we're not a, getting to... It's a workbook. It's a workbook. Uh, God's gift of... So we're, okay, we're starting on some interesting... Yeah. Uh, become familiar with work text, especially introductory material in PP2 to 3. Okay. Read information pages in oral language exercises. Be ready to explain the purpose and use of... Okay, so we can skip that one. Note, these are daily oral language exercises. Their purpose is to reinforce proper grammar and word usage by making correct patterns become familiar to your child. Two, a sentence is a group of words that expresses a complete thought. Wow. wow. The subject of a sentence tells us, tells who or what the sentence is about. The predicate of a sentence tells something about the subject. Examples, A, my sister, subject, likes oatmeal cookies. Procedure, introduction. This is going to take 25 minutes, so I guess we're going to be here a minute, which I, after after the last episode, I think everybody's about tapped out on this I, fucking program. I think that you can probably skip down to just like <laughs> tips and tricks for teaching. You have done it before. I really didn't think that you were going to go through and like breed every single instruction like a psychopath. I thought maybe you were going to skim it and find something interesting to read with your eyes. But no. Oh, well, here we go. Introduction. Introduce language by telling child. By telling child. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Introduce language by telling child that written and spoken language is a wonderful gift that God gave us so that we can read about him, speak to him, and tell others about him. Also, it's really great when doing team building. No, but mostly for God. It's mostly for talking about and to and for God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yep, so. Oh, fuck. Okay, wait a minute, though. I, I'm i about to use the word he. and I'm, I, I got to stress beforehand, lowercase h. Oh. Explain that this year he will do research in the library, learn about reporting, and improve his use of language in many ways. Holy fuck. God? Do you think they're talking about God? No, they're talking about child. Oh, no. That's child. Lowercase <laughs> oh, h. Oh, little h. That's child. I even stressed it. Yeah. Oh, little yeah, h. that's mm-hmm. child. That's child. That's child. We don't teach she's... We don't teach... And why do you need to? We've never met a they. You absolutely don't need to. We absolutely don't need to. No. Ever meet a they. No. 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 They have their own... Yeah. School. Language. Yeah. They have language that they, wasn't made for talking to God. They go to public school. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. I'm Jess. <laughs> I can't remember my name. Wait, I can't. We're doing the show and I can't remember my name. Google. Hey, Google. What's my name? Your name is Hi, I'm Google, and I like to suck raw eggs dry through a small hole by poking a small hole in the egg and then letting it slowly dribble into my open mop. Oh, uh, I forgot. And on this show, we search the internet for the wildest, wackiest, zaniest things people have to say about just about everything, and we gather those reviews from your favorite crowdsource review platforms and bring them here to surprise you and surprise each other and bring a little levity to whatever the hell is going on. What makes that funny is that I did it about four years ago. It was a long time ago. Four or five years ago, and 
I have a yearly tradition of completely forgetting that I did it, and then I will accidentally trip Google into saying my name, <laughs> and it'll just suddenly start spewing that sentence out of nowhere. <laughs> and so every year I get a nice little treat. Mm-hmm. I get to remember that I used to be like pretty funny. <laughs> you still are. <laughs> and you're going first. I am going first. Thank God. Uh, we're all thrilled. What, what are you bringing for us later in the show? So I know I did the book note two episodes ago. Ooh. And so I was like, I can't bring the book nook again that soon. But then I remembered that I do this podcast and I'm the boss of it. <laughs> so we're going back to the book nook. It's a winner. It's a winner. And I'm turns out I'm the boss of this garage. You can't have too much chicken dinner. Um, but I'm going first. You said you needed my phone for I your do need your. I do need your phone, yeah. It's time to go. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. It's time to go. It's time to go and I'm ready to go. Where does your sound come out? Your butt. (laughs) When picking a place you want to eat takes everything you got. When you want your calories to for 20 and don't have time for thought. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you know you want to go where everybody's name is Dave. And the salads are insane. Putting a whole T-bone on some lettuce. Putting two quesadillas on some lettuce. I want my money. My money back ribs. <laughs> uh, very... um Incredible. Can incre- I say incredible? Say, say incredible. Um, so we're doing, we're doing Chili's reviews. We're going to Niagara Falls. <laughs> We got a one-star review for a Chili's in Niagara Falls. It's just the one Chili's. And we're going to do both hacks on the one Chili's. Okay. Starting starting with Yelp. Uh, we've got a one-star Yelp review here for this Chili's in Niagara Falls. We went to Chili's on Military Road in Niagara Falls for dinner on New Year's a day. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Dorothy, for introducing, getting us started. That's where we are. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. It's on Military Road. If you would like to visit this Chili's, that's where you're going to find it. I ordered the buffalo chicken salad. <laughs> Get it. Get it. Get it. Which usually comes with bacon, but I asked for no bacon. It arrived very quickly, and after two bites, I found myself with a mouthful of chewy, gooey bacon. But no lettuce. But no lettuce, and also couldn't look at it. Couldn't have, gi- couldn't have given it a glance before I, before I gave it two chomps. It was invisible bacon. Also, I mean, I agree with Dorothy on that. My my rule, my code for life is eat first, ask questions later. <laughs> I looked over the salad and saw many other pieces of bacon. So finally looking. Wow. Took a minute. I called the waitress over and she quickly removed it from the table. Literally two minutes later, she brought back the same dish with the same bacon and practically threw it on the table and said, quote, he promised there is no bacon. As she was walking away, I said, this is bacon. (laughs) Dot, dot. No, you didn't, Dorothy. Uh, She said it's chicken skin. What the fuck is chicken skin doing in your Buffalo Ranch? (laughs) Fucking, I I scared myself at the computer. What? That's not an acceptable answer, server. <laughs> I mean, it might be chicken skin. Is Wolfgang Puck? I mean, I guess maybe it came off the buffalo. <laughs> Wolfgang Puck is back there 
frying whole lemons for this salad <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm calling bullshit. I mean, here's the thing, though. It sounds bullshit, but one time our cafeteria at the University of Tennessee <laughs> did, did just put out a bowl of chicken skin, which sounds impossible, but I 100% promise you it happened, and we, we saw both it. saw it. I'm just we, promising everybody else. That we happened. saw it with our eyes. So you really don't know. You really okay. don't know. So we'll, Okay, we'll live at the universe where it's not bacon, it's chicken skin. Do go on. <laughs> I told her I didn't want it. <laughs> no chicken skin for me. No chicken skin for me, please. The manager came to the table to tell us she's taking the salad off the bill. And if I wanted something else, I declined. I completely lost my appetite after the rude service I received. It didn't help that I also ate a mouthful of chewy, gooey bacon. <laughs> that I couldn't, could not be fucked to look at before I put it in my mouth. Can I tell you something? I've never gone into someplace super hungry and had someone be rude to me and then me think, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm not. I don't like, like food anymore. Like, I might leave that location, <laughs> but I'm still hungry. Let me tell you, I'm still going to eat. Now out of spite, mostly, but I'm going to eat. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> One star from Kristen C. Terrible experience. I would avoid ever going to this location again. My meal was terrible. Tough sirloin steak and salad literally flooded to the point it looked like soup. Ew. I had a coupon. Okay, so here we go. Sometimes on this show, <laughs> if you're new to it, what I like to do, and nobody is, but what I like to do is bring one that really gets into the nitty gritty of somebody's bill. So here we fucking go. Strap in. I had a coupon for $10 off $30, okay? But it had to be before tax tip and did not include alcohol. At first, my bill included a cheaper dinner and not my chips and guacamole, so it didn't add up to $30. I was honest about the mistake and told them about the error. They corrected my bill to be significantly more. As it turns out, it was happy hour, so a few dollars off my chips, $4 instead of $5.89. The manager said she couldn't override it, so I could either order more, we weren't hungry and I can't eat any of the, of the desserts because of an allergy, or not allergic to dessert, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no, allergic to fun. <laughs> or not use our coupon and pay almost $10 more than the amount they originally were going to charge me when it was their mistake. I have never been somewhere that a manager can neither override an item, comp an item, or issue a credit to a bill. I'm still confused about what happened. I don't want you to tell me. <laughs> okay? Don't, don't try to tell me. But I'm confused about what happened. I am a little bit too because, okay, so the bill was too low. And then they did something vague to make it $10 more. But then also couldn't do anything else. I'm not sure what they did to make it more. It, me neither. Uh... I'm pretty sure there were lies involved on her part that she couldn't do anything. To think I made a point to go out of my way to go to this location over another? Never again. I, I mean, they just, they, they they could not stop thanking you for that. <laughs> the second you walked in. Thank you so much for choosing this location over another. Oh, and yeah. I have no doubt that they lied to you about that coupon. I'm not trying to say they didn't lie to you about that coupon. They 100% <laughs> did. I'm just saying you were probably also difficult to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, one star from Ashley R. Love chilies in general, but this location is horrible. 
I have been ordering from this location for probably nine months now, probably once every four to six weeks. Okay. This is January 2020 as well, so no excuse. No excuses. Every single time our order has been wrong slash missing toppings slash etc. Now, I'm that young millennial who will let someone cut in front of her because she can't make up her mind and or doesn't mind waiting 15 to 20 minutes for a table. So we place an order at 9.11 p.m. At 9.30, like the app said, we leave to go get our food. We get there to pick it up, and the woman says, quote, Want to know a secret? I accidentally gave your food to the people who just came in. (laughs) But yours is in. It should only take another 10 minutes. What the hell? Want to know a secret? (laughs) I'm all for honesty, but try and joke about giving my dinner away? Not with it. Clearly not with it. Fucking young millennial, my balls. So we wait and wait. So we wait and wait and wait. Oh, and did I mention wait? 10.15, 10.15, food finally comes out, leave angrily and go home, open the box and buns are burnt and missing onions. Drive the extra distance to a better location. Trust me, I could have cut the last part. The funny part was that the way the, the server wanted, to, wanted her to know hey, can I a tell fun you, secret. Can I, tell you a fu- <laughs> can I tell you a really super cool secret? Because we're about the same age and we have the same life struggles i'm assuming and clearly i'm assuming wrong but i'm assuming we have the same life yeah. struggles so i'm going to let you in on a little secret i fucked up i i done i done fucked it i gave your whole dinner to that one oh there they go there goes your dinner <laughs> bye dinner <laughs> It happens, right? Anyway, <laughs> Doctor Who, we used to be into that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Those what? were the days. Super Who lock, am I right? <laughs> One star from Stephen R. <laughs> uh, Stephen R's one is very much about a picture, which I'll put on Twitter. It's the most shocking. We always say that, and we never have one time even even thought about doing it. No, no, no. This one will be on Twitter. Okay. We just had our first experience ordering from Chili's on Military Road in Niagara Falls using the DoorDash app. While DoorDash seemed to be an excellent service, the meal from <laughs> the meal from Chili's was absolutely the worst meal I've had in a long time. My boneless chicken wings, all first letters capitalized, so extremely <laughs> formal, were more like eating boneless rocks from my driveway. All first letters capitalized. <laughs> rocks typically do have bones. The queso was, well, I'm not sure what it was. I posted a picture with this review showing the queso I received and a picture from their website showing the, que- the queso I should have received. I also posted a picture of the boneless wings they sent that were not only burnt, burnt, but hard as a rock and as cold as a winter's night. Oh my, this is a poetic one. It is. And we'll just cut right to the image of the queso, which I'm going to show you. Uh, so what I'm going to show you is a picture of queso, and I want you to do your best to to let the audience know how you're feeling. <laughs> well, how how would you describe that? Once again, you're showing me some bean dip. Um, once, and this mistake has been made before. Oh yeah. Um, where the chilies, I believe, has sent bean dip out. That's not you're not you're a little far away from my phone. That's ground beef. It's got to be. Look at the look at that again. That is ground beef. 
I can't stress enough that that's ground ground. Oh, meat. that is ground meat. That's ground meat. That is that's ground meat. They sent they sent a, a bowl of gr- a, a tub yeah, of ground meat. They sent a yep. They just sent you some <laughs> spare ground meat. <laughs> Can you imagine if we ordered queso and they sent us ground meat? I mean, I would like, be I would be apoplectic. Uh, well, because it also it looks like a, a do- it looks like dog food. I yeah. it really genuinely looks like dog food. It and does. I, I wish I was joking around. That I wish that was funny. Nightmarish, a nightmarish vision of the future. Wow. Brought to you by Chili's as usual. As usual. <laughs> we got one more. Okay. We're going to wrap it up. Okay. We got a one-star review from Megan M. We got Chili's to go tonight. If I could rate it less than a one, I would. Classic. Classic. The food was inedible. Both my husband and I had chicken crispers. Which is a bad... Because sl- if you got the chicken crispers and it's inedible, something is like... Something's bad and wrong. Deeply concerning. They were rubbery slash undercooked and honestly tasted like they were cooked in the microwave. We had chips and salsa as an appetizer. The chips were so salty we couldn't eat them and threw them out along with the chicken. The whole nine fries I got with with my meal were my dinner. So I guess happy Mother's Day to me. Oh, oh no! Chili's does it again! Bruins another Mother's Day. Wow, one more down the hole. And then I'll just, <laughs> good punchline on that one. I'll just read this little snippet from another one-star bu- review by Marley S. Never know if it's going to be open. Hours change daily. Thanks to our government giving out free money. Nobody to work there now. I just. Everyone has totally taken advantage of the flu and retired. Absolutely nuts. If you popped open that person's head, their brains look like queso. <laughs> it looked like Chili's queso, um, yeah. yeah. So, KM Kearns on Twitter mm-hmm. asked me mm-hmm. if I had read the reviews for a book, mm-hmm. a children's book, mm-hmm. that I like quite a bit, called Dragon's Love Tacos. Have you heard of the book Dragon's Love Tacos? You don't love it, you just like like it. I am I, in like-like with it. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay. It's no, a, I'm not familiar. It's an absolutely delightful book. Would I have grown up with it or is it more recent? It's more recent. It's for kids okay. now. I have, um, an, I have an out then. Yeah, you have an out. It's totally fine. Um, it, but it's called Dragon's Love Tacos. Ooh. And it's not a complicated book. It's about how dragons love tacos. <laughs> it sounds um, straightforward, yeah. But they hate spicy salsa. Good, <laughs> good goddamn do they hate spicy salsa. Um, yeah, it gives them GERD. Yeah, and then they burn people's houses down. Uh, that's not great. Um, and that's not great, but they love tacos. And mm. the, honestly, honest to God, that's my kind of book. I love a book with a real simple premise yeah. and repetitive. Uh, that's what they should do. They should do a kid's book called The Gerd Wolf. Or, and it's a werewolf yeah. that just becomes a werewolf when, when they eat chocolate and tomatoes. Chocolate and tomatoes specifically. <laughs> uh <laughs> And so we're just going to get like a quick read on Amazon about how other people who aren't me, someone who spends a lot of time with children, Mm. uh, how they feel about this book by Adam Rubin, Dragons Love Tacos. We're first going to hear from Tracy. Mm. Tracy gives it a one star review. When you're giving a book called Dragons Love Tacos a one star review, you're already down a dark road. Um, And I just want you like this is a... you know those reviews that are just clearly, they were written for one person and one person alone? 
and that's the writer. Mm-hmm. They're just self gratification <laughs> in the form of uh, spiteful reviews on Amazon.com. Here we go. Anyway, unrelated. Let's check in with Tracy. Don't buy it. The trend of stupid hipster books that have garbage grammar and rambling nonsensical plot lines is beyond annoying. And I live in Brooklyn. (laughs) Don't waste your time, money, or your child's precious brain. Okay, I mean, have you seen children, though? It ain't that precious. Uh, (laughs) They they pretty much just fling themselves around. They're like little rubber band balls. Um, Right? I I mean, they can take a tumble. They can take a tumble. I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know either, but very plastic children. (laughs) You're correct. I don't. Good job. Um, I guess I just, you know, I feel like maybe if their bodies can handle a hell of a tumble, maybe their brains can handle dragon's left tacos. I don't know. Let's check in with Amy. (laughs) Amy might disagree with you. I don't know. Is the grammar bad? Is that why you don't love it? No, the grandma's. I I just happened to say like I. I, oh, I okay. It's a great book. Oh okay. I don't want to say love now because now it's gonna like seem weird. Now you put me it's, on the spot. It's gonna I just, seem like you're saying it just to just to satisfy yeah, me. Like I just didn't know that we were like defining the relationship <laughs> like that right now. Okay. Anyway, let's check in with Amy. One star. Do not purchase if your child loves salsa. <laughs> uh oh, Amy. Is that it? No. Okay. I'm taking a breath. It's long. I genuinely don't understand why this book is getting good reviews. I tacked this book on to an order last minute when it was on sale just before Christmas. I thought due to all the rave reviews, it would be perfect for my silly four-year-old son who loves books and tacos. Shame on me for not opening and reading the book before giving it to him as a gift. This book is just terrible. The plot is weak, poorly written, and just outright sporadic. But the worst part for us is that my son loves salsa. It's one of his favorite foods. And while he's in a, his current picky food stage, it's one of the few ways we can get him to unknowingly eat lots of veggies. While reading the book, I had to keep saying things like, oh, I don't understand why the dragons don't like salsa so much. We love salsa, right? In an attempt to thwart any repercussions this book may have. I certainly Oh my god. Holy fuck. <laughs> I certainly didn't think the dislike of a food in this book would be so prominent given the title being Dragons Love Tacos. We consciously trying to help our kids be adventurous eaters. The kids are naturally hesitant trying new foods. So why would anyone write a kid's book that repeatedly states how much the characters hate spicy foods and salsa? I've never read a book I've disliked so much in my life, and it is no longer a book we're keeping in this house. You've never read a book? What the fuck is happening? I'm actually sad that I supported its popularity by purchasing one. Okay, uh, a few problems. <laughs> uh, a few, uh, just a few though. But just like a just uh, just a few though. Okay, so clearly has not read Mein Kampf before. Otherwise, your barometer would be a little different. Nope, nope. I loved that one. And Atlas shrugged. Oh yes, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, okay, and then other thing, it, the weak plot line in this book. Now that is a, a fair point of criticism because yes. that's important with a kid's book. I mean, you look at seminal coming of age buildings roman narrative yeah. redfish bluefish oh, and you know yeah. exactly what i'm talking about i wept i tr- yeah. truly i wept the part in green green eggs and ham where fucking sam finally learns the value of a college education yeah you know and you know? He, he grew up thinking that he was gonna have to he was gonna have to live a hard life and pedal 
drugs. All I'm but instead, he learned that he can actually do math really good and go to school. <laughs> and that is what makes Green Eggs and Ham a, a, a classic. And all I'm saying uh-huh. is Margaret Wise Brown did not take all that shit for you to force children books to have a plot, okay? <laughs> Margaret Wise Brown did not die for this, okay? <laughs> we will say goodnight to the moon, and we will have a good fucking time, okay? Get the fuck off my back. All right, um, next review. A.B. <laughs> my God. So anyway, what, okay? <laughs> I just, what the fuck, though? Um, we're gonna... <laughs> Before we get into my next several reviews, just real quick, from an educator, you think it's the fucking salsa version of Clockwork Orange? From it, from a, a, a this uh, the, the, like the case, the queso party, the authoritarian <laughs> queso party, strapping kids in the chairs and making them watch anti-salsa propaganda. <laughs> watch out for the guard. <laughs> guard kills. <laughs> I um eat queso. Calm, so, cool, okay, so. So, so, I typically, like, books are really fun because children get to both explore relatable characters and characters that are potentially not relatable or no. not living their own story. And that's also fun. I mean, especially for a four-year-old. A four-year-old's mm. well at the stage where they've, they're have they starting to grow out of, like, egoism mm-hmm. and they're starting to explore other people. Mm. So what's Curious to me, mm. as somebody who works ch- with children, especially children that are coming into our great world of like, hello, this is civilization, this is everyone, are you ready? Yeah. Um, is that you have to take perspectives. Ooh, I love to eat salsa. Salsa's so yummy for my belly, but oh no, salsa makes a dragon breathe fire. Like, I just, like, if you had, if your child had a best friend with a peanut allergy, would you not let that child in your home because they're... <laughs> They hate they hate peanuts. They hate Reese's. They fucking hate peanuts. And peanuts are your kid. That's the only yeah. way you can get your child to eat protein is peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. So I mean that friend's out. Yeah, yeah. it's just we're like, we're we're a peanut butter M M&M and M family only. And if you can't do that, then you're fucking you got to hit the fucking bricks and get out of here. The fucking bricks. It, that that's all I'm saying. It's just you know perspective taking is also like a fun thing to do with children anyway chai yeah. town 1957 has a one-star review as a side note that's why adventure time is so important because everything is alive and we need more of that in fiction go we on do. one star does not need to use hate in this book I definitely did not like this book for my three-year-old grandchild, but based on the overall rating, but I wish I hadn't read the low reviews to see what people didn't like about the book. The book way overuses the word hate to describe what the dragon does not like in his tacos. Using does not like would be far more appropriate, especially when reading this book to small children. I... Also... Also, while I have nothing against anyone's gender choice... Oh, fucking Christ. I do have an issue. No. With the dedication. No. To my sister, Bruce. Okay. The dedication. The dedication. I think we're not allowed to get. Okay, but here's the thing, though. But here's the thing. What the fuck? <laughs> but if you are going so far out of your way, the dedication is not hurting anybody. And also, here's the thing. And here's what I'm not going to be able to get over. 
You can't start that sentence with, I don't have anything against anyone's gender choice, because it turns out you do. You do. Because that is nothing. (laughs) What you just took offense to is absolutely nothing. I, hard to explain. Hard to explain for the young audience this book is intended for. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not, though. It's not. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. There was nothing to the story other than what the dragon does it does not like in his tacos. Don't waste your money and find a different book. A real a real wishy-washy motif of political views in that review. It has a thing against using the word hate, with which I tell you what, you know what a kid feels? Kids feel some pretty strong emotions. They feel a lot. They love a dog. They will love it. They will love the shit out of a dog, but they will also hate vegetables with a passion, right? Turns out the kids feel hate. We can't really take that away. It's the, the idea is to maybe direct that hate towards things that are fine, like food. I like food. Like food. Like food, right? Hey, what's salsa? Oh my God, it's a food. It turns out it's okay to hate food. It's fine. It turns out I did the research. It's okay. I'm not. I look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Leonard Nimoy. I didn't write a book about children's psychology. I don't know. But I think it's okay to let kids hate food as long as they don't grow up to hate people. Okay. Okay. But you know what? Their children are not allowed to be. No matter what. Girls named Bruce. Girls named Bruce. A. <laughs> B. From Amazon. Purchaser, we're just going to check it real quick. Okay. One star. Here's the other thing that children are not allowed to be. The title of this review. Weird for the sake of being weird. I love unconventional children's stories. And I thought this would be one of them. It got to be the number one New York Times bestseller for a reason, right? Probably. But I really don't know what the reason is. Other than that kids love dragons and tacos. <laughs> it doesn't have a good rhythm or rhyme like the Pout Pout Fish books. It isn't witty like The Day the Crowns Quit. It isn't heartwarming like Giraffes Can't Dance. And it doesn't teach any lessons. So I'm not sure what's left other than weird for the sake of being weird. And I just... Is that why you don't love it? You only like like it? (laughs) If it was weirder, I'd probably love it more. And I just just needed to to just sprinkle that into... Just because we've got all this hate and everything coming around, but I just needed also to sprinkle in somebody who's never encountered a child. (laughs) Not even once. Not one time. (laughs) You've never met anything weirder than a child. And and that's the other thing I like about Adventure Time, right? Is because the best Adventure Time episodes are totally pointless. They don't, yeah. <laughs> they don't even teach you, like, uh, plenty of children's cartoons will try to force feed you a moral, which is fine. The Adventure Time doesn't bother half the time. I mean, you learn a lot from it eventually. Eventually. Over time. Yeah, it grows up with you. But, like, you know, it doesn't try to teach you a fucking thing sometimes. Sometimes it just wants to be weird. Sometimes it just really wants to sing you a song about sandwiches. And yeah. all I'm saying is that sometimes we have to let kids sing songs about sandwiches. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, so Charlie Brown's going to tell us about a different side to this book. Are you ready? Yeah. This is on Google. One star from Charlie Brown. Night terrors are guaranteed with this book. (laughs) Maybe not, though. Dragons invade homes to burn them down. The solution was to feed them a ton of tacos beforehand, but that didn't help. The lonely kid and his dog needed tacos without salsa, something extremely difficult to achieve. The happy ending was to see dragons begin to build homes for the kid. No families or other kids in sight, just the dragons. 
To make this remarkable purchases, you get a stuffed dragon identical to the one in the book. It is typical to what you see in a satanic movie, but a more bubbly cartoon version. You know what really fucks me off? What's that? This is only tangentially related, but I'm going to end on it anyway. Okay. Is this the last one? And I have one more real quick in the same vein. Do you want me to just give it to you real quick and then you can wrap us, tie us in a little bow? Yeah. Okay, real quick from Grayson. Great book, no doubt. Five stars. It is a cute, charming story of a boy who tries to befriend the dragons. My family reads this book all the time and we still love it. For some reason, a lot of people said that this book was satanic and it was a tragic story and it would give you nightmares. (laughs) That is stupid. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I appreciate that. On the on the topic of nightmares and things that give you nightmares. Yes. You can't you can't you can't fix that one. You know what yeah. you want to know you want to know why I'm I'm fucked and fucked up. Tell me why you're fucked. I up. had a night terror last night. Oh no. And it's it wasn't an uncommon one for me. And it involved a small bee. A small bee. Here's what happened in my night terror. Please tell me about it. I dreamt that we were having horse fly, fly problems again. Oh no. And it was night, and there were lights outside all the windows, and so the horse flies were gathering at all the windows, and there were a bunch of them. And I was going to, like, maybe get the vacuum or something and finally deal with all these horse flies that, yeah. I, that I'd attracted to all the windows. Uh-huh. And then my brain said, oh, man, a bee would be scary. Oh, God. And a bee, a small bee, not like a honeybee. A honeybee. Yeah, no, a honeybee. Not, uh-huh. But not like yeah. a carpenter bee, like a normal bee. Yeah. Normal small bee. Mm-hmm. Landed on my shoulder, and that by itself was enough to not only wake me up, but cause me to completely ramrod you and wake you up. (laughs) Oh, no. You probably don't remember. I don't. I completely shunted you awake (laughs) with my violent, violent activity (laughs) upon finding a bee on my shoulder. That's me. That's my fucking nightmare. That's my that's my damage. And (laughs) I don't think a children's book did it. I think I just don't like bees. So it turns out maybe it's fine. There's no help in it. There's no help in it. There's no help coming. If your life is a fucking mess. Chess. Send us a mail on the pony that's stress. Is a game we should play. We should not. No? No. No? Uh-uh. I, I, you know what? I don't want to either. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. Hey, we just have one thing. Are you ready? Mm, yeah. We have one uh, review from listener Victoria. Hi, listener Victoria. I have a little secret. Listener Victoria sent us this review. Oh, That's I thought you were going to say I gave your food away. I gave your food away. Victoria. <laughs> Victoria, I'm watching your food go down the road. <laughs> Bye, dinner. It was my little secret, but it's, now it's yours, but too. But now it's your little secret, too. Um, and no, we're not going to refire it. Absolutely. There's not a chance in hell that is chicken skin. <laughs> Audience reviews for Thunder Force 2021. Okay, yeah. What is this? It's a movie that just came out called Thunder Force. Uh-huh. Is it, it has, about something? It ha- no? I don't know what it's about. It has oh, Melissa no. McCarthy in it. Okay. And Octavia Spencer. This is going to be great content. We neither of us know the premise of this movie, but I, you do know this, the actors, so that's good. I would rather watch a live stream of my family being brutally murdered than watch another second of Thunder Force. Mm. You ready? Yeah. Okay, I've pe- I have another little secret. Okay. I peeked at this review, and it is indeed that phobic. Okay, so content warning. Content warning. This one's a jackass. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. 
I would rather watch a live stream of my family being brutally murdered than watch another second of Thunder Force. Okay, so that's a sentence from earlier. I wholeheartedly believed there was no way that Hollywood could take the pandering female reboot any further, but I was wrong. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer are the live-action minion, minions that populate Ben Falcone's wet dreams. I recently learned that there were four lead actresses in production, but Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer ate the other two before filming began. Let me stop you right there. Yeah. I don't have a comment. I just... Just just stomp on them a little bit? Yeah. Like, will you just stomp to... Stop, stop, stop to stomp. Is there a, pu- a punchline? I mean, it keeps going. It talks about Hitler in the next couple of sentences. Oh, I, let me stop you right there. Okay. I feel like before we get to... <laughs> before we get to Hitler? Oh, yeah, I guess we could stop before we get to Hitler. Before we inevitably circle the drain, I yeah. guess. <laughs> before of... our seventh Wikipedia click and boom, it's Hitler. Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. We've already done it once in this episode unprompted. So. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> So we could probably yeah. leave it there. Thank you so much for that review, <laughs> listener Victoria. Um, uh, always good to remember what shit people can be. Yeah, it turns out misogynist review bombing is a thing, and there was a good slice of it. There we go. That was fun. <laughs> that was a fun time. Are we ready to get back to the show? We just had the one thing, right? Just the one thing. We recorded like three days ago. We did, yeah. yeah. Y'all are doing great. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out for trivia night. I need to remember to delete that uh, advertisement out of that episode and re- re-upload it. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time. Thanks for coming out. Good little crowd. Good questions. Uh, trivia qua- crashed about three quarters of the way through. Lost everybody's scores. Shit happens and then you die. Um, we got reviews for Chili's. And it is, it's the Chili's in uh, Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that's so irate over Dragon Club Talk because you forgot what was happening. A little bit, yeah. We got reviews on Google. Oh, I might, oh, nasty. It's time to get nasty. Yeah, I might have said TripAdvisor earlier. None of those made the cut, so we're not doing them. But we got a review by a Google user. Ooh. It's a three-star review for that one Chili's in Niagara Falls, <laughs> New York. Uh, it's by Sebastian. Sebastian's a local guide. Good job, Sebastian. Probably got those socks framed. Ooh. Framed and well hung. Three stars. Average. <laughs> Long wait to make to-go order, and food is average at best. Had a chance to peek into kitchen and noticed none of the cooks were wearing gloves. So check for fingernail clippings and dead skin in your meal. Uh, see, what's funny to me is when you uh-huh. notice something gross and unusual, mm. and then you go the wrong way with it. Like, yeah. You know, because y- I... You assert that maybe gloves are the hairnets of the hand. Yeah. <laughs> that... <laughs> That we as people are constantly... I mean, we do constantly shed dead skin. I mean, yes. Not that much, but... Well, there could be dead skin. There could totally be dead skin in your buffalo chicken salad. I'm going to go a little bit farther and say that there is. There, Okay, there's dead skin in your chicken salad. The only thing keeping my fingernails to my fingers is it the gloves I sometimes wear. Yeah. So that's what I want to... I just really want to hone in on the fact that if these individuals were not wearing gloves... Yeah fingernails of flying otherwise we're like cats they're just constantly coming off all the time coming off finding them all around the house <sighs> um the other thing and here's the thing and i've never said this out loud before but it, it's it sticks in my brain and i've never had the confidence or the courage to say it out loud sometimes people get really upset about kitchen workers not wearing gloves and sometimes i gather from folks that that's like a standard that we should all expect everywhere 
but anytime on TV or like, you, I've never. That's yeah. not a standard. That's not a standard. That's not. No, they, they do it at the subway. They don't do it like most places. They don't do it on Hell's Kitchen. They don't wear g- gloves. No, and in fancy restaurants, you don't go back there and find them in. You don't. Glo- you don't. No. You don't find the top end chef sprinkling kosher salt with a gloved hand. No, it's not a thing. No, they will also just freely eat shit with their fingers and then keep cooking. Like yeah, it's, you know, I just I I just don't know where that why where we have that impression that you're always supposed to wear gloves. But like also, I volunteered in that kitchen for months. And it was the best time of my life before COVID. And uh, we didn't wear gloves. Yeah. We didn't. I mean, we didn't wear hair nets either. I maybe should have. But we didn't wear gloves. And there was no expectation that we wore gloves. And it wasn't a food safety. Like the, the had we been food, had we been food safety checked? What are those people called? Had we gotten a health inspector, they wouldn't have been like, oh, you're not wearing gloves. Yeah. That's not a rule. You know, the, the 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 person who ran the kitchen, who was the most serious, badass, coolest chef I've ever met, so fucking cool, didn't wear gloves. Yeah. So I just don't know where that comes from. I don't think it's a thing. But what I'm wondering uh-huh. is if you're not wearing gloves, uh-huh. where do your fingernails go? <laughs> right into the food. So that's, and I, like, you raise a really good point, okay? And Maybe I don't I'm wrong. That, I just, I don't know. But if you're not wearing gloves... Where your fingernails go? Where they're just, just gonna well, fall right into the food. That's tomato soup right there. Fingernail tomato soup. <laughs> One star. Aww. One star from Courtney with no U. <laughs> In the only review they've ever written. Very disappointed. We ordered takeout. They forgot my son's side of broccoli and my cup of chili. The street corn tasted absolutely awful. My other son's pizza was cold and gross. Then to top it all off, the mango tea that was ordered tasted funny. Finally dumped it out and found pieces of sliced turkey at the bottom of the cup. <laughs> that was I mean, that was the reaction I was hoping for. Yeah, that was pretty good. I wasn't really sure what to, I I didn't know how you were gonna. I didn't know that how that was gonna hit you. It hit you good though. That's really not what I expected to happen. So here's the que- here's the here's the the uh, rhetorical what? question. How do we follow up the sentence? I found pieces of sliced turkey in the bottom of my mango tea. I, what sentence do you follow that up with? It was a terrible meal. Well, was it, Courtney? <laughs> Did you have a bad time, Courtney? Don't worry about your bowl of chili. They gave it to somebody <laughs> ordering queso, Courtney. <laughs> All I, dried up. I, I, just the I mean, meat, please. Please don't put turkey into mango tea, I guess. <laughs> it's a new standard that we need to set at the chilies in Niagara Falls. Which, I'm really upset. Would you like a two-star view? No. This is a two-star view from John. I have been here on several occasions, and they usually have good service, but the last couple of times I went, their service was lacking. Ooh. My last and probably final visit, Sunday 3-22-2015, an extremely cold day, was the straw that broke the camel's back. This better be good, right? Mm-hmm. The whole experience started off wrong and went downhill from there. The hostess, parentheses, very young. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> tried to sit us by the door, but my wife expressed that she was sensitive to drafts. So the hostess looked at us puzzle, parentheses, 
confused about customer service. Fuck you. It said, oh, then moved us to the other side of the door. I asked the hostess, did she understand what my wife meant about being sensitive to drafts? And the host replied, you won't feel any drafts over here as a draft is blowing across the table. Now, I could understand if the restaurant was full, but there were only four or five filled tables in the room. This left about 20 other open tables and booths in the room. I asked for the manager and expressed my dissatisfaction, but she was somewhat dismissal with her explanation on why we would have to sit by the door. Basically, she said there was no staff and did very little about accommodation. So I said thank you, and we left. We went right next door to the Olive Garden, where there were no seats next to the entrance. And no drafts anywhere in the place. My wife explained that she's very sensitive to drafts. Um, she went through one in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Or sorry. Uh, she went through one in the 60s. And she's never going back. Her time in Canada changed her. Um, <laughs> Which is perfect because it's right across the border. Exactly. Hey. So she's never been the same since she returned from Canada. Uh, and since then, she can't even feel a draft. Um <laughs> So you need to move my wife. The uh, the, par- <laughs> the parenthetical confused about customer service is the most snotty piece of fucking writing I've yeah. ever read. It, it just, it, it really tells me a lot about who you are. Confused about customer Confused, just in case I don't know about this, confused about customer service, confused about my wife's history with the draft. Um... <laughs> I, too, am a little dismissal. We got a quick one-star review here from Megan. Megan's a local guide. Good job, Megan. Slow service. Waited a while for food, and it wasn't busy. Food tastes like it's from a box. It is. No? No, I brought that review because I thought we've all been through this. It comes in a big bag. Yeah, no, it, it's from a box, Megan. No, Good job, Megan. Oh, it's a bag. Sorry, Megan, it's a bag. Uh, even you are following. No. Yeah, it's a bag. Fuck, Jess, what are we've you We've been through this on the show, so it all comes in a bag. It comes in a bag. It comes in a big bag. Big bag. A big guacamole bag, and you open it and slurps, it slurps. slurps out. Yeah. yeah. Now, the table side guacamole now, these days, especially with safety precautions yeah. and all, they just bring out a pouch and fucking yeah. stab it open like a like a Jason Statham movie. Yeah. They and actually, fucking... they bring the pouch out and they give you a Bowie knife. Um, <laughs> Get out of there, Cobble. Yeah. <laughs> Into the bowl. Into the bowl it goes. <sighs> Five stars. We're ending on a magnanimous moment. Oh, okay. We have two magnanimous moments. Okay. Five stars from Hannah. I felt God in this Chili's today. I was truly welcome to Chili's. And the picture they've posted is cropped. The full picture is normal, but the crop is just the very corner of the roof. And then pure blue sky. Well, there you go. But the little corner is, is you know it's a Chili's right that's away. A, that's a Chili's. That is a Chili's. Four stars. This is bacon. <laughs> We needed a picture of the bacon. I wish we got a picture of the bacon. I could, I, I could, I, I could ID that bacon. <laughs> Four stars from Robert. Robert's a local guide, and we're gonna find out why. Good job, Robert. Four stars. I can't stress that enough. There's a star missing. Got drunk and made a kid. Hey. hey! Not that good a kid, though. 
Not that good a kid. A good son, but inept. <laughs> but named Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, not not upsetting anyone's children. Um. Wow. Not causing any difficult conversations at the breakfast table. Are you ready to upset some children? Yes. And maybe a few apple carts? Yes. Um. The, so the next one we're going to look at is a book of my choosing. Mm. It's a series that I quite enjoy. Uh, and we're going to look at the first book in the series. Uh, the series is called Scaredy Squirrel. It's another like contemporary children's. Look at that scared, fiction. scared squirrel. Um, this is by somebody named Melanie uh, Watt. Okay. Very good children's author does a bunch mm. of scaredy squirrel books no i love scaredy squirrel scaredy squirrel is scared of everything and makes umpteen million contingency plans for how terrifying the world is and uh. then has to discover that the world is manageable manageable you know not yeah. it's not as though all of the dangers of the world have gone mysteriously by the wayside but mm. the world can be a manageable place to be i like that okay we're in a good um, place so i really i love this book we just have a few here but we're going to start with Alyssa. One star. Horrible book. Don't buy it. The pictures are... Fucking what? Come on, though. <laughs> I just... I can't be upset already, but it just seems like such a weird line to draw in a fucking kid's book. The pictures are overwhelming. Okay. The story is terrible and way too simple and completely focused on fear. Okay. I don't see this book as a tool to help kids overcome their fears. On the contrary, I believe the book helps to create fears. Horrible. Don't buy it. Can you imagine if we just intentionally started making kids books that really did just try to try to make them afraid? <laughs> or, or just were, were intentionally like shitty for kids, you know? Yeah. Like just to, like how it like because if that's if that's we can't even. OK. <laughs> so. If, if the best of intentions and a book that you like, and you're, I feel like, on the up and up on what's good for kids. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a well-intended child care provider. Right. So I feel like if, if the best of intentions could engender that fierce a response, what's the fucking point? Uh, what's the point? What's the point? Let's ask Trisha. Trisha has a three-star review and says it's an okay book. Mm. Cute book. But some things are a little advanced for little girls. Trying to explain Martians was difficult. It's not. I mean, it's just the it's just the place that uh, women are from. <laughs> it's not hard. What's what's a Martian, Daddy? Oh, that's just where women are from. Yeah, that's where. Where are you from, Daddy? I'm from Venus. Ve Why, Dad? It rhymes, it rhymes with, with penis. penis. Yeah. It's what does Mars rhyme with? Nothing, sweetheart. I know. Then look, sweetheart. Pun intended, but it's not rocket science. <laughs> now fuck off. Brush your teeth. Don't let the don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. And it's just one thing that I found that little kids just fucking hate is space. Kids just don't get space. They don't even like it. It's so I, big and quadrisome. Kids don't even care even a little bit about space. Never no. met a kid that understands space science. Was, they don't They don't um, famously want to explore space when they grow up. No. Uh, so can't, can't explain the concept of aliens to children. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You ever think it's funny how when a kid says they want to grow up and be an astronaut, we think it's cute? But if a kid said, I want to grow up and win the lottery, we would we would be like, no, honey, you don't want to do that. That's not that's not what you're supposed to want. You're supposed to want to be an astronaut. Yeah. 
And then if the kid broke out a spreadsheet and like explained the, the generally similar statistics of doing either one, <laughs> I, you would have no response and perhaps tell them to go brush their teeth and fuck off and don't let the door hit them on the ass on the <laughs> you way might, out. You might. You might. Um, but F- Flocon had a different problem that they had a hard time explaining about this book. Because while Scaredy Squirrel is, also, is afraid of Martians, Scaredy Squirrel is also afraid of killer bees. Oh, me too. I know. Prepare yourself to explain what killer means. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. For a three-year-old, killer hasn't entered their vocabulary. If you've a little in of about this age, you plan to read this story, then expect these questions. Oh, and plan an answer. What's a killer bee? What does kill mean? Mm. Hey, I'm after mellow nine times stories! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Not heavy questions! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> Kids want to understand, so we'll ask a- about words they don't know. The average happy three-year-old hasn't come across the word killer before. Do we really need it in a children's story? Question mark. Question mark? Question mark? That's <sighs> a tough one. That's a tough one. It, I, I have no doubt that that was an inconvenient moment for you. Yeah. I, you know what? I bet it was. There isn't a great moment for that. No. It's never like you kind of, I mean, you got to do it at some point, but it's like, it's kind of a, it's a drag, man. It's a drag to explain kill. It's a real bummer, dude. When yeah. you're trying to, you're just trying to have a chill evening with your three-year-old and then now you got to explain mortality. Like, <laughs> and you know what? And I, I am glad that they gave it a three-star review, at least. Like I had to grapple with mortality with my three-year-old three stars. That's kind of it, at least. Yeah, at least it's only a three-star review. And I do I do sympathize with, you know what? That's a good question, honey, but not right now. Mommy worked overtime today. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck off and go brush your teeth. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. <laughs> on the other hand, Word Maven calls Scaredy Squirrel a gentle and reassuring book. Four stars. My eight-year-old grandson, who actually reads on a fairly high level, loves the Scaredy Squirrel series. It addresses, well, the vulnerable feelings a child has in new situations and opens up the lines of communication between child and adult. These books also contain a fair amount of gentle humor, that Scaredy Squirrel, and are easy for an eight-year-old to read. He loves them, and that's good enough for me. So just like a little bit of levity. Thank you. Just a a teensy, teeny little baby bit of levity. Um, before we end on a magnanimous moment. Okay, nice. Um, from from Adrian. I feel like we could use it. Yeah, five stars. It's been a less bumpy road on this one, though. Not so much um, sort of transphobia. Yeah, just no, not sprinkling in so, that, that this time. That even feel that feels like it's applying too much to to, to nothing. Well, what really was nothing. Yeah, we don't we don't have to we don't have to let those feelings live in our hearts again. <laughs> we can breathe. It'll be okay. Let's 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 listen to Adrian, okay? This is the besties book and the funniest book too. Bye's. Have a nice day. Opens door, closes door. Smiley face. Ooh. Nice. Tells a story that review. Narrative. And where yeah. I wanted to end on a narrative yeah. because we're in the book nook. Uh-huh. I thought we would end on a narrative. That's a good it's a good punch. Yeah, I like that. This book is both the besties. Mm. and the funnies 
reminder that it doesn't take a lot to tell a story. You don't. It, it, Sam, I am doesn't have to fucking figure out that actually life's not all about football. He has to pay attention to his girlfriend too. <laughs> you know. Sam I am doesn't have to learn that, <laughs> goddammit. Sometimes it could just be about, about rhyming words. Sometimes you could just really want to share some ham. In your mango tea. Yeah. Uh, if you want to put ham in our mango tea, you can... I wish it had been ham. It makes me more upset that it was turkey. I know, the worst meat. If you want to put ham in our mango tea, you can reach us at foreveracritic at gmail.com. On Twitter at Critic Everyone and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Critic Everyone. If you find chicken in your tea, that that is less annoying. And it was also like slices of turkey, which does beg the question, what item do they serve that has sliced turkey? Uh, club sandwich? Club sandwich on top of a salad on top of some barbecue. Uh, they, yeah, the, the, I, yeah. the club sandwich explosion salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You forgot about the club sandwich explosion salad. The, the club dub rub a dub dub salad fiesta party which we make yeah brother of the show oliver every uh, year on his birthday mm. to thank him for making our artwork mm. you can re- get artwork of, you can reach artwork of your own at beastcoastarts at gmail.com i don't know if i've ever said a more annoying thing than fiesta party <laughs> right yeah no? maybe i really that might be the worst one ever i really shit the bed on that one i would like to thank you tucker for bebop molecule which is our ad break music desire for green lights which is the song you're about to hear and as always steve comes for drag chain which is our fucking bop of an intro and what we learned this episode more than anything else and we learned a lot this episode we did we learned so many things we learned that we we learned that niagara falls is in new york I mentioned it eventually. Did you? Yeah. Um, it's not in Canada. And we learned that if I if I did have a kid, really the most joyful part would be getting to look my kid dead in the eye and say, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. And on that note, we'll catch you next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>